0: Hey everybody, it's Tom Godfrey again, and I wanted to share with you another submission we received from somebody sharing their personal experience living in this time right now with the coronavirus and all it's meant to our lives. This one hits a little close to home for me in that uh, Michael, who submitted this, she's a friend of mine. I haven't seen her for a long time, but I still consider her a good friend. And Michael is the first person that I know personally who has COVID-19. And Michael was kind enough to submit this story, sharing her personal experience. Um, And I'm just going to let you listen to it. Thank you, Michael, so much for submitting it and get well soon. Hi, my name is Michael. I am a 46-year-old woman in Bloomington, Minnesota, and I have diagnosed but not tested COVID-19. I've been sick since March 14th. Um, it started with fever that came and went and then came back stronger and harder. It started with a cough, a dry cough, just like everybody says. I was in complete denial for a few days and treating myself for influenza. Midway through, I had a golden day of feeling great, no fevers, and thought I was better. and the next day things took a serious dive. And that's when I talked to the phone doctor for the second time. And we confirmed together in sadness that that's what I have. It's been a week since that day. And many of my symptoms have improved. So the fevers are not nearly what they were. For a while, it was sweating, shivering fevers that were pervasive. And the only sleep was kind of that weird, hallucinating fever sleep. Um, those are gone and the headaches haven't been bad and the nausea is at bay and the diarrhea has stopped. Um, But really now what we're working on is I have pneumonia in both of my lungs. I went to urgent care on Monday this week, the 23rd, and um, they found pneumonia on both sides and it's not mild. Um, I'm on a whole lot of antibiotics and um, yesterday I thought I might be on my way to dying. Yesterday, I wrote a letter to my 14-year-old son. I have a son, 14, and I have two daughters, 12 and 9, and I started writing letters to them so that if their mom passes away from this, that they know how loved they were. And I was a healthy person. You know, I have a pretty active life. I work full time. You know, I keep up with my three kids. I, you know, I'm involved in my community. I should not have gotten sick. Um, I should not feel like I might not live through this, but I do. Today's better. The sickness isn't linear. It will come and go and symptoms you think are gone will crop back up. But today, I guess I'm feeling a little more optimistic about my long-term prospects. I don't know if that's right or wrong. I don't think anyone can say, honestly, who gets to come out of this alive and who doesn't. And it's terrifying, and it's going to be terrifying for a long time. Before I got sick, I was worried about my parents and my grandparents. Uh, My grandparents are in their 90s and live in their own home, and my parents are in their 70s, and they care for them. And I was worried about them. When I was on my way home from urgent care with my new diagnosis and all of the fear that comes with knowing you have pneumonia from COVID-19, I sobbed. I mourned the death of my grandparents in the car in that moment because most of us are going to get this and it will kill them if they get it. That's... A dark place. And every day I text my mom and I'm I told her that day or the next day, I said, You guys, you have to stay home because I can't lose all of you. And they are. I mean, I think my parents have been surprisingly good about staying home. All three of my kids are sick today. Um, My girls, nine and twelve, have had fevers for days. They're not, um, they're low grade, but that's what these fevers are. The fevers that come with this are, I'd say, in the 99 to 102 at the very highest from anything I've heard from anyone. Um, So I'm, you know, hope and pray that they are getting the, you know, air quote mild version of this that um, we hear about. And our son um, isn't feeling well today either. And he's fourteen, so <sighs> I don't. I mean, I can't even imagine what life is going to be like after this. You know, in a in a positive moment, I think about maybe someone can use my blood. Maybe I can go down to Iowa and care for my grandparents myself because if I'm immune, then um, I can't transmit this to someone else. So I think about how maybe my sickness can be turned into a superpower. But you know, the next day I'm or the next hour even, I'm thinking about, you know, the real possibility of the death and destruction that this thing is going to cause in my life and the lives of people around me. Um, so, oh, and in the midst of all of this, I lost my job, which is, you know, crazy. It, it's probably, you know, one of the least of my concerns, although my family does rely on me to have a job, to continue to live. Um, the way we've lived, for sure. So that's on my mind and in my heart, too, trying to figure out what to do there while I'm, you know, also trying to fight for my life. So these are crazy times. I guess, you know, two things I'll end with. One, I can't believe um, the impact it left on me seeing our healthcare workers when I went into urgent care in their head-to-toe PPE and their patient, thorough, kind demeanors. Every single person I interacted with there brought tears to my eyes because I'm so terrified that I will make them sick and that they will not get to raise their children or interact with their grandchildren or continue their normal lives. Um, that That's one thing. I'm beyond grateful for the work that those people are doing. And the other thing is, I guess my community, the people I've known throughout different stages of my life from, you know, elementary school through my current stage in life, every stage in between people have come to check in on me, not come physically to check in on me, but texts and messages. And, um, I just feel super loved and super supported. And if that could make a person healthy, I know that I will be.